0: hi everyone so this week i'm gonna tell you about my friend jen (laughs) you know this week marks five years since i shifted over to cmu which obviously i've left since then but this was my sort of ground zero week one and in that week i met which unbeknownst to me at the time what would become One of my favorite reasons uh, for for coming to Carnegie Mellon, and her name is Jen with two N's, and we're still friends today. We actually caught up this week sort of serendipitously uh, after the holidays, and I sort of was like, wait, I met you five years ago this week. How crazy. And it just flooded back such a series of genuinely, authentically chaotic memories and if you don't have a coworker like that i'm sorry but you're doing it wrong because quite frankly some of the antics we came through don't even make sense and uh, this is only a mere smear of them and that'll make sense later Um, but truly i could write a book with the stuff we weathered in five years together but this is just a small sampling of some of our um, funnest little getaways and antics but also this week is uh you know my b-day and so um, if you're listening to this on a Friday, um, it is the Friday before my 32nd B-Day in what would have been Betty White's 100th, so RIP to my girl Betty White, but why that's significant is, uh, well, she was kind enough to share a birthday with me for the first 31 years, but I genuinely think I get some of my humor from people like her. I look up to her in so many ways. And I think just, I always idolized her, which it was even cooler to me that we shared a birthday. Um, and on top of that, I really viewed my grandma, Joe in a lot of ways, as our own Betty White. She was her own sort of savage, kind of kooky, kind of crazy version. Um, but I think that's kind of where I kind of get some of this humor. And, you know, you know, I saw a quote from her that she's like, I really just don't try to take myself too seriously. And the rest then becomes fun. And I think that's really important. And I think that's what a lot of this is about. So in the vein of that, in the vein of Jen, um, I think those two go hand in hand. So with that, uh, I'm going to introduce you to my friend Jen. Okay. This one's dedicated to my friend Jen. And If anyone's ever as fortunate to have a coworker as zany and wild as this person who became one of my best friends, um, you're lucky. (laughs) So I kind of recently was reminded of this because one, uh, this week, five years ago is when I started at Carnegie Mellon. And when I started there within two weeks of starting, um, this woman named Jen came came in on the scene. She had started two weeks before me in December. And uh, to say it was love at first sight is an understatement. (laughs) Both just like gravitated towards each other's chaotic, insane, zany, say it as you see it nature. And uh, we've been been inseparable since. So, this is a series of stories that are just about Jen and her antics and the stuff we got into in those five years. We actually got caught up for dinner this week. And what's so funny is that you really do pick up where you left off with those types of people. And, um, her and I both left, uh, Carnegie Mellon, honestly, it's funny. We both started within two weeks and we both left within a month. Um, it was just sort of the time had run its course and we had an incredible run there, but it was time to move on to new opportunities. And so, uh, we got dinner this week to catch up. <laughs> it's just like, talk about barreling in on two wheels. Okay. So let me just give you a little snapshot. So when I first came into higher ed, it was a completely different environment than, you know, a Fortune 200 bank. It was definitely just like, okay, we are no longer, we are not on Wall Street anymore. Um, it was just different. So Jen and I clung to each other like sort of like, what is that called? Like white on rice. And it was one of those things where we just, we didn't know a thing about each other, but we both just knew from the little interaction we had, we're like, you're processing this the same way I am. You know what I mean? And you need that in the workplace to kind of like lock eyes with someone and say like 98 things, but never open your mouth. Anyway, so fast forward, we're basically January of 17. We're hot on the scene. We're the new guys on the block and new kids on the block. And um, we had worked in an area of a college called Warner Hall. And what you should know about Warner Hall is that it is like the pretty professional stoic building on campus. It's where the president sits. It's where a lot of the bigwigs sit. And so how the hell we found ourselves sitting in that building, I'll never know. But the two of us kind of got onboarded, air quotes, because there wasn't much onboarding in the same lane. And so with that came no parking. And so they were kind enough to give us sort of this free sort of floater pass at the alumni house for like the first two months fine, great. We didn't know how good we had it until those two months ran out. And they were like, hey, we we can't keep floating in this free parking. I'm like, okay, well, then just assign us a lot. And the funny thing about CMU being in Oakland is they don't have parking, not enough for their employees. So that's exciting. Um, and so we had to seriously like fight tooth and nail. When I tell you we were working with like the head of HR, we had like back of napkin map. We were sort of like in every corner. I was like walking up with cookies to the parking office. I was like, we're getting this done. So I end up being on a business trip in, I think Detroit and the phone rings and it's like, Hey, we have two spots in lot X, Y, Z. Do you want them? I'm like, yeah. I was like, and my friend Jen needs the other one. So I'm like fucking hot wiring the phone to Jen. So we get this parking spot, and to say it was the pits would give it grace. It was down across a tunnel on the backside of campus, down a set of steps, through a building, down an elevator, cross train tracks, in the gravel, bam, here's the parking lot. I mean, you wouldn't, like, put your worst enemy in this parking lot, but we're now paying one seventy five a month to park here. Exciting. <laughs> so, So, Jen... Um, and she'll tell you this herself. She would call herself directionally dysfunctional. So one day, no, mind you, we are a thousand square feet of personality packed into a hundred square feet of office. And that was their first mistake. They had assigned her to work downtown of the downtown offices, but all of her work was really on campus near where I was. And I had an extra desk in my office. I said, Hey, why don't you just have like squatters rights here? You know, if you sit here long enough, they'll make it here. She's like, yeah, let's do that. So we would cackle, we're laughing, we had some of the fucking best stories. We created a dip off, we ended up instituting a fucking food day once a quarter, where these people finally came out of their hobbit holes, they're eating, they're laughing, they're actually engaging the other, it was stunning. And so we had kind of found ourselves in this predicament where certain people on the floor, and I won't name her name, but she's no longer there. She quit pretty soon after. But she was just like always just like giving us hell for being a little loud and having a little personality to the point where one day Jen was like, well, you can just shut the door. (laughs) So we would shut the door and just like cackle. We were those elves that sort of whistled while we worked, okay? Anyway, so this one fine day, Jen was like, you know what, I have to go back to my car. I forgot something in my bagalini. And what's funny about Jen is she's one of the most hardworking, determined people I've ever met in my life, but she could lose her sunglasses on her own head. I mean, I love her to death, but her husband that year had got her a bagalini, which has exactly 78 zipper pockets. And it's basically like you can put one stick of gum in this pocket, your contact lenses in this pocket, your uh, Altoids here. I mean, it's supposed to be super helpful for I guess, organization. It, to me, it seems chaotic. Anyway, she's like, I'm going to peel wheels. I got to go to my car real quick. I'm like, okay, that sounds good. We'll say it's 11 o'clock because we had plans to go to lunch. So, you know, I'm chipping away at my work, doing my thing, laughing. I'm smiling, obviously a little bit more pious that Jen's not in the room, so I'm keeping to myself with my earbuds. Well, here it's like 11, 15, 11.30. Now, mind you, to get to this parking lot, because of how I described it being Hillandale, from our office to the car on a good day would be like a 10-minute walk, just by actually going the right way to get there. So you could argue that it's like double that, plus three minutes of engagement with the Bagolini. So I'm giving her a 13-minute clock. So I'm like, okay, it's 15 after, it's 11.30, it's 11.45. I'm like, fuck, maybe she just like ditched for the day, but her laptop's here. That doesn't seem like Jen next thing I know, she comes barreling into the office. She's pissing herself. She's like, you will never believe this. I'm like, what? Here, she got all mixed up and she went down the one building. And the thing is with that campus, it's all built into hillsides. So you come in on level five, but you exit on level three, but at the next building across the promenade, you're coming in on level two because of the way it's built into the hill. So it is chaotic uh, to my point. And so <laughs> Jen- she was walking in circles, kind of like if you ever played the game Rollercoaster Tycoon, where the people just get confused and walk in circles. She's walking in circles enough that the um, the handyman person was walking or blowing through in a John Deere gator. And she flags him down like she's like the guy on Survivor looking for the plane, like SOS. She's like waving her hands like a giant axe, like, hey, hey, over here, like Wilson. On that movie. What is that movie with Tom Hanks? Wilson Castaway. Anyway, so she she's doing this and she's like, Hey, I'm all mixed up. I need to get back to Warner Hall. He looks at her sideways, like, okay, what's this woman on? She literally gets in the John Deere Gator with him, and where they were to where they needed to go was like Burr. they literally just went like around the sidewalk and they were on the back side, <laughs> they were on the back side of this building where she had to be. So she comes up, she's telling me this little story. I'm like, I wondered where where I was going to send a carrier pigeon, all that stuff. Okay, that's story number one. Story number two, Jenna always worked late. She worked for the VP. They had long hours. She really did work her ass off. And so what they didn't tell you in the non-existent onboarding is that at 5 p.m., Warner Hall has doors that lock. They lock at the floor level. They lock at the front door level. It becomes Fort fucking Knox at 4.59 and 59 seconds. Okay. So, I guess it's, you know, after 5, Jen's like, okay, I'm going to use the restroom and I'm getting my pack up my things and we get out of here. Well, she walks from her desk to the restroom. Now, granted, I'm out of there. You know, I've, I'm gone for the nights. You know, I'm out at 5. She's there at 6.30. So, she walks to the, re- the ladies' room. She uses the bathroom. She comes back to the doors. <laughs> the doors to the floor are locked. Well, doesn't ever phone because she left it on her desk doesn't have her laptop because it's on her desk and she doesn't have her keys because they're on her desk so (laughs) she's like fudge so she goes downstairs and again it's six o'clock on a weekday on a campus so most administrative staff is gone you're lucky to get a student so being who she is she takes off one shoe and uses it for the first vestibule door to the building. And then she takes off her second shoe and puts it in the second vestibule door, the front door of Warner Hall. This way, she still has an access road back into her floor on the elevator bank. And she's doing again, she's back at it with her castaway, like, hey, over here, look at me over here. And so she flanks down this goddamn master student who, you know, they're looking at her like, ugh, Stranger Danger. And she's like, hey, hey, can you try try your badge? Can you try your badge? (laughs) And again, we came from corporate America. So higher ed is still a little bit of a conundrum to us. So God love this student. I think she was from the Heinz School. I'm sure she's in public policy now writing a story about this. But she coerces this girl to come into the administrative offices to go to floor five to try her student badge on the office, all for the student badge to go, uh uh-uh. and uh-uh. And she's like, Oh, maybe you try, uh uh-uh. Like <laughs> so this girl's like, I gotta go. So then Jen's like, okay, wait, but before you leave, can we call campus security? I don't even have a phone to get you know, back in here. And the girl's like, all right, fine. So God love this girl, like I said. And so she calls the camp security. They said, man, we'll be right over it. It's no problem. She goes back down to the front vestibule. She's waiting for these policemen. So they come let her up. And they're like, well, we can't just let you in. We need your ID. She's like, sir, do you think at 630 on a Wednesday I'm barefoot and I'd like to actually be in this scenario? But sure, let me go get you my fucking ID. So, you know, astute as they are, they get the ID. She passes the fucking inspection and she's out of there. Okay. This is just giving you a flavor for Jen on the reg. Again, hardest working, kindest hearted person you'll ever meet. And quite frankly, one of the best things that's ever happened to me in my career was crossing paths with her because she's just genuinely Jen. Like you can't, like you, okay. So fast forward to the Christmas parties. Okay. Clark Griswold, right? Self-proclaimed. And she is a captain of cheer herself. And so they're like, Hey, we really, you know what? We like your energy. Like, okay, great. They're like, we'd love to put you on the holiday party committee. And we're like, well, that seems fitting. Absolutely. We could do this with our fucking eyes closed. What do you want? So we go to the planning meetings and, you know, what are the gifts for the people? Should we do grab bags? What should we get some point set is from your mom? All that stuff. Fine. So we're on this planning committee and they'd given us, honestly, to their credit, a nice budget to go get some pretty hefty gifts, like some door prizes. So we were like sitting there thinking, okay, what could we get? Like maybe an Instapot and like a lottery tree. And I think we did like a Keurig and a whole coffee basket. And then we had a wine, ba- whatever. We were all about this. So in lieu of doing all this work, they're like, well, why don't you guys just take half day on Friday? You can peel wheels, go to the wine store, go to the Target, get all this stuff. And you know, you'd package it up. We're like, perfect. Fast forward. We think we're win dixies. We get the five we get the five packages all packed up. I pick up all the points that us for my mom. Jen goes and gets all this fudge from the fudge guy. They're like, Well, we need you at the place at seven AM for the party. We're like, That sounds good. Now obviously it's Christmas. It's freezing in December in Pittsburgh. So we pull up our SUVs to the thing. Doors are locked. No one's here. We're like, Hold on a tick. We just ran all over God's green earth, fucking peeling wheels to get these baskets, the flowers. We have everything tied in a neat little bow, quite literally for Christmas. And there's no one here to let us in. We fucking peeled wheels from the South Hills to get here at 7am. No one's here. Typical. So we ended up signing up for that same punishment three more times in a row, but it really was fun. But it was only fun because I got to do it with Jen. You know what I mean? Like this whole time, we're just laughing. And, you know, she's blowing off her side view mirror. I'm laughing and scraping my car. It was just like chaos. I I will always love chaotic people. And if people think that's a dig, you got something else coming. I find that a term of endearment. I'm the most chaotic person well, not the most gag person, but I'm pretty chaotic, and I actually have done an inventory as of late, and if I look around at my closest network, everyone's slightly chaotic. I mean, I don't want to point fingers. There are some that are much more than others, but we're all kind of chaotic, but we got this mullet thing going on, and so does Jen. It's like business in the front, you know, like boardroom bro can get this done party in the back. It's like, okay, I just got done nailing this, you know, corporate presentation. And then I backed my car into a fence. Like, it's just like, that's how this goes. So Jen and I continue on in these like four and a half years working together. And it's just truly hysterical. Like we can't stop laughing. And then it got to the point where the office had to split they were going to do an office renovation. So her office was going to building A, my office is going to building B. And it was almost like kids at an orphanage when someone finally got adopted. I actually don't know what that feels like. And I am just using that as an example, but literally like, I just was like, goodbye, buddy. You know, it was like, there goes my cackling office friend who I could kind of like peel wheels at the Keurig and like riff on with, like, she's gone so we obviously made a point to continue like seeing each other across campus going on coffee dates and all that stuff but it was just never the same as like her throwing her stilettos in the door jam to make sure she could get back into work or her getting lost on the way to the parking lot which by the way revisiting the parking saga a little gift card goes a long way because after we decided we didn't want to be in i don't know it was basically like fucking baghdad iraq where we parked we're like no this is ridiculous so we chummed up to this girl julie in the parking office so i said to julie i said hey girl second you get something that comes up in this garage, I need two of them. Well, here, about a month later, she got us in. Just by being nice, we took her some cookies. So Jen and I gave her a $25 gift card to Starbucks. I'm telling you that for the four and a half years I worked there, that was the best investment of my dollars because anytime I needed a parking reassignment, I would call my girl Julie. We invited her to the food, the tip-off, dip-off, which we did for March Madness. We did your favorite fall foods. We would invite Julie in any time and say, hey, Julie, I think it's time for a parking upgrade. She'd be like, I got your back. You know what? Work smarter, not harder, okay? I'm just saying. So so Jen and I would do that, and we finally got parking like an actual human, which was in a garage that was not subterranean, and we definitely felt like we had arrived. That was two years into employment, but we did actually get that garage spot and just in time for our offices to move, so that was kind of funny. But I tell you all this to say that throughout all this, Jen's just one of those people who you know, you had no idea. And I'll never forget, like we were doing some of our onboarding down at the PBG building. And I had met her once in passing in my building. And then like two weeks later, I'd seen her. And In those two weeks, we had exchanged emails and text. But when I saw her in the flesh, we must have looked like freaks. We like ran across the elevator lobby and just embraced. And I was like, oh, it's so good to see you. She's like one of those people I thought I'd known for years. And You'd see us on campus. People just knew. They were just be like, oh, here we comes trouble. But trouble in, like, I hope the most endearing way. It wasn't like we were here to, like, torch the place and flip a table. <laughs> we were just here to, like, have fun. And so I just hope that everybody has that opportunity to have a colleague like that because I think in some of my most stressed out times, I could meet her (laughs) behind the Gates Hillman Technology Building for a little break and for a little walk to Starbucks. And truly to this day, it will be something I'm forever grateful for. And we met up for dinner this week and kind of reminisced. I'm like, first of all, we crossed paths five years ago. Second of all, it's been six months since we've gone different directions. And it seems like nothing has changed. And that's such a great testament to how this hopefully will always be. And you know, so much has changed in her life and so much has changed in mine, even in those six months. But it was just so fun to relive these stories. And because we were in it together, right? We both were experiencing so much of this newness for the same time. We both would look at each other and scratch our head and be like, are you fucking serious? And we'd both just laugh. And honest to God, if you're not laughing, you're not trying. I mean, it was just, I I can't even explain it. But her flagging down this poor master student to get in that building. Oh, wait a minute. I forgot. This is like the craziest story. So I wasn't witness for that, but this one specifically, but that same lady's room that got her in trouble after hours when she got locked out, she went to use the ladies' room again, you know, people use the restroom and this is gross, but she walked in there and it looked like someone had finger painted with shadubi all over the walls. I'm talking shit smears, the full nine. And so she walked in there and she, holy shit, you know, pretty literally. And so she peeled wheels out of there and had to go to this meeting with her boss and the whole team. And, you know, they're all women in this team. So hopefully, you know, maybe they saw the same thing. So they get to the end of the meeting and Jen just goes, I'm sorry, are we not going to talk about the shit that's smeared all over the ladies? <laughs> are we letting people off the street come in here here are building because it's not locked during the day and it's right next to the main bus line there must have been somebody who just had a real vendetta with the the floor and they came in and I guess had some bad Taco Bell and they just like, boop, like oh, they smeared it all over the walls. And so it was like, only at this work institution, can I park under a train trestle getting narrowly missed by the Norfolk Southern train and come upstairs to go into a bathroom where there's literal shit smeared on the walls. It was kind of a metaphor. Oh my God, you have to laugh because you cannot make this shit up. And I said, well, I'll see you at the Christmas party planning meeting. Bye. (laughs) Well, now you've met Jen. It's like you've known her for years, right? Oh my God. I'm telling you that is just the tip of the iceberg on half a decade worth of antics between the two of us, but there's nothing that we can't make fun of With just like the absolute antics that happened to us. So on the anniversary of um, <laughs> of meeting her for the first time, uh, it's pretty cool that you get to meet her uh, wherever I've been hiding her, I guess, for five years. But um, if you're listening to this on a Friday, as always, treat yourself, don't cheat yourself. I know I will. I'm heading into a weekend of antics and fun for my own B-Day. would be cliche of me not to mention this because, you know, it's basically my identity at this point, but I don't know about you. I'm feeling 32. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to raise one, uh, for my good girl, Betty, like I said earlier. And, uh, yeah. So thanks for listening this week. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I really just can't stop laughing because even when you see Jen, like I'm telling you, like I saw her this week to kind of recap and we're talking about like how she's blowing down the highway in her Tahoe and blows off her side view mirror. It's just like, oh, I love people like that. Anyway, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.